And for the first time of the 2019 season, we are breaking in this year's IDS Men's Basketball Podcast. I am Matt Cohen. Joining me on the beat this year is Phil Steinmetz, also the sports editor this semester, and Caleb Kaufman, our columnist. Uh, in our first podcast of the year, we're going to break down our starting lineups for the team, break down the schedule, and will IU get back to the NCAA tournament, something they have not done in a couple of years now, which is uh, causing a little bit of a commotion around the program which that would be quite uncharacteristic for um, so I want to lead into you guys first. Uh, let's look at our starting lineups. I guess we'll start with Phil. You're across from me here. Looking at this team, you bring back a few stars, but lose a lot of production with yeah. Romeo Langford and Juwan Morgan out the door. What do you think the starting lineup is going to look like in that first game of the year against Western Illinois? I think, obviously, like the backcourt's kind of already set and locked in place with Rob Finnessy and Devontae Green because Rob kind of offers that defense that like Devontae Green won't necessarily, especially with his shooting. That's what he's really be focused on. Um, and then you have a guy like Justin Smith, who who comes back as like a regular starter, and then and then you can probably plug in Trace Jackson Davis at the four, uh, five star freshman. He's been really good so far. He's really impressed Archie Miller, um, and then like you could throw in a guy like Joey Brunk or like Deron Davis. Obviously, Deron Davis has been here for a while, but but Joey Brunk has been impressing. Really early on, so far. So I was just like, yeah. like point out, we were shortly discussing this before <laughs> yes, the pod, yeah. and Phil <laughs> already has changed his starting lineup after getting ridiculed by me and Matt. Yeah. Ask me like start. halfway through the season, I'll be able to give you a better idea. For the record, he had uh, for some reason Al Durham starting, which is a possibility. I don't think that's crazy. I mean, he's not crazy. Like, he's a captain, yeah. but just the way the backcourt shakes up, you need to have depth there. Yeah. And if you start him at the three, you're heavily relying on uh, yeah. Armand Franklin to come off the bench and. Even though he led the team in minutes and points in uh, their scrimmage. That means nothing. It means absolutely nothing because uh, both Finsey and Green did not play. Right. I mean, I, that means nothing in my opinion. I think if you look at Al Durham's situation, yes, he's a captain as a junior, which is something you don't typically see. But I, th- I think you don't. I don't think you need to start him, and especially because I don't think he is better than Rob Finsey or Devonte Green no. at, at this point. And Archie's talked about going big in some of these earlier, uh, some of these early season press conferences, and I can't see him running a three guard lineup. Well, that's why I, I kind of think – I think Archie could get really wild, especially when IU inevitably probably goes on a losing streak somewhere and he gets a little desperate and he'll start calling for his job once again, which shouldn't be the case. Yeah. But I can see Trace slipping in there as a three and just going a really, really big lineup. Pretty big. Now, the flip side of that is Al Durham did start 30 games last year. Yeah. And he is one of the only people that can consistently shoot a three. Yeah, but so I mean, it's a very like weird Al situation. The, I mean, if whenever – if, like, Al didn't come off the bench – then that second unit wouldn't be looking as good as it would with Al, especially with that leadership and his scoring ability that we already know that he's showing off, especially Archie said that he really wants him to play some more point guard this year for him. So I think, yeah, I think you guys are right. In this way, that Al Durham will really bring that extra, like, spark off the bench. Yeah, it's it's just the shooting, though, because when you have Devontae Green in that starting line, and and I I don't think I have Al Durham as a projected starter either. I think I would have Rob Finnessy starting at point guard over him. But just who's shooting? Because you have Devontae Green, and then what? Cheat code. I mean, but, like, you you do not have another reliable shooter on the floor if you have Devontae Green and then Rob Finnessy, Justin Smith, Trace Jackson Davis, you, then one of Deron Davis or Joey Brunk. You would have to argue that Finnessy hopefully took a step forward for IU in his shooting. He showed he can make threes, just not super consistently. And then, uh, as Justin Smith so eloquently said, he's worked on his uh, shooting, dribbling, passing, rebounding. Everything. 
and just everything. So maybe that shooting, he can make a three once in a blue moon now. I mean, even in like a second unit, you're, I mean, you're gonna have a guy like Jerome Hunter, and hopefully Demisi Anderson takes that next step this yeah. year, considering he did. Demisi um, started I, secret yeah, scrimmage. Yeah, but he, yeah, like, he, like he started in the secret scrimmage, and Archie has said like Those. secret and air quotes. <laughs> um, yeah, Full box score like, and highlights. <laughs> yeah, since Archie mentioned how him and Jerome Hunter are really gonna be key because because they both can like really shoot the ball. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think that's kind of the biggest question is then what will the shooting look like? I mean, in the in this in the street, can it get really any worse from last year? Uh, uh, well, you say that, but you, the, people said that two, people said that two years ago. What was it, like thirty one percent last season? I think that's what it was. I, it was not great. I believe it was. I believe it was, they're just shy of thirty three two years ago. And people are like, okay, this is rock bottom. Can't possibly get worse. And then it did. Yeah. So don't be sh- somehow with you saying that it's going to slip into the twenties. I'm well, but so I, I do think surprising. on that on that note though, the one thing you can take away from that you know quote unquote secret scrimmage, uh, IU shot fifty five percent from the free throw line, and Romeo Langford has graduated too, so he wasn't even bringing it down <laughs> like last good, year. Folks. That's it. It's not great. Um, I, it seems like shooting may yet again be a concern with this basketball team. I mean, like Devontae Green and Rob also did not play in that scrimmage. Yeah, that's also so very that, true. So that also that's, plays a part. that's a good point. Um, I, but I mean, even, even then you're basically expecting a lot of people to take steps forward, but then again, they should be taking steps forward. Right. I mean, I think that's an, that's an expectation you should have as Rob Finnessy grows from his freshman year to his sophomore year. And if you're going to have him starting over Al Durham, he certainly has to take a step forward in that because otherwise, why is he starting over a junior, you know, who's going to bring you shooting in Durham? One thing though, I'd like to point out, everyone's hyped up on Devontae Green for good reasons too. In the IU community, he ended the season, you know. Looking, looking the part. He looked like the player everyone expected him to be, but it's really hard to maintain that. And yeah. he's real. Also, never really shown a reason for IU fans to have that much confidence in yeah. him carrying it over. He's been the definition of a streaky shooter for the most yeah. part of his IU career. Yeah. I mean, Archie Miller called him what the most talented offensive player on the team. A year ago, at this same point, everyone was saying no one wanted Devontae Green to start because he was so inconsistent, and it was going to be Finnessy and Durham, and Devontae Green would come off the, the bench. But he almost brought them to the NCAA tournament. Exactly. So it's amazing how quickly things have changed in that regard, right? I mean, you've, you've so quickly gone from Devontae Green being no one wanted him in the lineup to now he's a must-have lock in the lineup, and you're benching potentially a team captain because of that. I still picture him dribbling off I mean, his Devontae chin. Green's a team, like, every I mean, time. Green is a team captain as well. Yes, that, so yes. That. But, I mean, especially with, like, and we also saw, like, these um, videos of him over, like, in, like, offseason playing with these NBA guys. And Devontae Green played pretty well, even though it's probably because of, like, like, J. Cole and yeah. some other people. But it's the, hey, yeah. it's does some cool viral yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I so want to transition then into a bit of some of the guys that are going to be uh, role players for this team uh, quickly. I mean, you talked about the starting line. I've talked about Al, Al Durham. Who are some other guys you see taking steps forward and being a, a big piece? And I, I'm going to take Jerome Hunter out of that because I think he's too obvious of an answer. So who's, Damn. Some, who's someone else that, you are, that you're looking at? Um, if you're going to take Jerome Hunter out of it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat a little bit here and go with Joey Brunk, even though he's a borderline starter for the team. He's going to be the person, I think, outside Jerome Hunter that's going to be an X factor for how IU plays. Just He comes in as a redshirt junior, two years of eligibility left, which is rare as is. And no one knows how Jerron Davis is going to hold up this season. That's probably the biggest question mark in my mind. He The team looks 100 times better when he's on the court last year, but he just has the injury history, so no one knows if he'll be able to play. So Joey's going to get a lot of minutes. 
he might start, and he's one of those consistent finishers on the offensive end. He'll make his layup, so can make a mid-range jumper. And then on defense, he's 6'11", which you need in the Big Ten. I mean, and then on the on the, on the other side, I'm really interested to see of Race Thompson, of how he kind of takes that next step, considering he will probably see more minutes this season and a backup forward position. Um, considering last year we all kind of saw his potential against Ethan Happ in Wisconsin where you locked him on defense and had seven rebounds. So I think if he's really able to bring that defensive mentality and rebounding, he should see frequent minutes this season yeah. off the bench. Race Thompson was my answer as as well to that. I You're I think welcome. that thank you. Um, I I I took out Jerome Hunter just from this thought of I think he's more of an X factor than anything. I think he's going to be more of just a, I don't think he's he's going to be a role player. I think he's going to be more than that. I think he's going to be one of the biggest pieces of this team this season. I think, I think he could start over Justin Smith later on in the season. I I, on, like, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think he could potentially be the best player on this team. Well, because Justin Smith isn't really a true small four. Correct. He's like he's, he's a four he's playing the four. three. Exactly. That's why I had him and Trace kind of swapped in my yeah. mind. Even though I mean, that's Justin, Smith is, Justin Smith is listed at two inches smaller than Trace, but Trace just has the more of an outside-ish game that he yeah, can he bring has, to it. Yeah, like Trace has more of the mobility, and and he also put the ball on the floor and and space the floor as well. Yeah. Shock no one said Demisi. I I don't think I I'm still, shocked by that. Actually. I mean, I still haven't seen enough yeah. from him right. like to really that's, know. That's why I thought people, someone to I mean, say something. Were, Hyping him up early last season because he did so fast as like against Marquette and a couple other teams, but then he kind of fell off and didn't play really towards the end of the season. But supposedly he's, I mean, he's looked pretty good in this early part and he did play a lot in the secret scrimmage against Marquette. Pretty sure he started that game. Yeah. So, yeah, he started that game. So, I mean, if like, if his shooting can like really improve the season, if he comes off the bench, which I think, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't see an opportunity for him to crack the starting lineup this year, probably. So, I mean, that's what I just really yeah. need is from him is really that shooting. And considering yeah. he's, he, I mean, he's just another big body. So, transitioning then over to the schedule for IU season, we're going to look just, just at the Big Ten and quickly run through this. What do you, How many games do you think IU can win in the Big Ten? 20-game schedule. As I'm going to start on my own opinion. I think IU goes about 10-10 and 10 in the Big Ten. And I think that 10-10 and 10 probably puts them around 6th or 7th in the conference, which is about what they did this past year, right? They usually get you in the tournament. Yes, yeah, six or seven in the Big Ten, you're in. I think I think ten and ten seems reasonable. You know, maybe split with some of the top teams, win some home games. You know, get a couple upsets. They they'll, they'll do that. They're not going to be the highest ranked team in the Big Ten for sure. I mean, Maryland, Michigan State, probably all better than them. Will be favored over IU, but obviously, obviously IU swept Michigan State last year. But I I I feel like ten wins in a twenty game schedule kind of seems reasonable for a team that. I think is kind of middle of the road of the Big Ten to begin with. I'm probably around there. I'm going to skew a little bit towards the win side and probably give them 11 to 12 in the conference. Purely because no one plays the way I use probably going to try to play this year. They're going to go big. They're somebody, I've heard people call it Bobby Ball. You're going back to that with some big players down low, and you're mostly playing for the two-pointers, and threes are going to be... Just a bonus for IU this year, and that's a real hard thing to defend against, especially with teams like Michigan State, who are undoubtedly better than IU going into the season, even with Langford being announced out for an indefinite amount of time right now. They play small, and a lot of the Big Ten, for the most part, kind of skewed back towards the small ball and kind of getting with how the ACC runs a lot and how the NBA works. But when you have a Justin Smith at 6'7", and who should be playing the four, coming off in the, the three, and then you have Deron Davis and Joey Brunk up front or Trace Jackson, 
there's not a lot you can do. You're making teams get very uncomfortable with their lineups. Think they don't always practice a lot. People not playing together as often, and you can get surprised some teams. So I think they steal a couple games here and there. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I for some reason I'm looking at the schedule, and the schedule really favors them Big Ten West, considering they like since they only played Michigan State once, they play Michigan once, and they play Iowa once. So in looking at the Big Ten, it's really top heavy. And it should be interesting to see how like Michigan State does, especially now it's just announced that Joshua Langford could be out until January, which is really if when, not longer. Yeah, especially and he and his career's been all like injury ridden. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously Ohio State's gonna be really good, Maryland's gonna be really good, Purdue is always up towards the top of the Big Ten. So honestly, I'm kind of I mean I don't see many people agreeing with me, but I could see them winning like 13 games in the Big mm-hmm. Ten. Which, oh my God. You're gonna get people's hopes up, Phil. Yeah, and I'm getting cool. my own, I mean I'm getting my own hopes up as well, because um, I'm. Being really positive, just looking at the schedule because I mean Wisconsin's always gonna be Wisconsin, yeah. but you got Minnesota who's not gonna be that good. I'm not a big believer in like Illinois yet. Yeah. Um, I think they're gonna be good, but like last year IU didn't really have much of an issue with them. Yeah. Um, and then Purdue's Purdue, Penn State has has Lamar Stevens. I like Penn State, and, and their coach will make you run through yeah. a wall. Oh, Big Ten media day was electric with him up there. Um, and then Michigan to be Michigan, um, and then Iowa. We still don't know who's really going to be on the floor for them. Yeah. Um, and then Ohio, I think Ohio State's going to be the second-best team in the Big Ten. I think they could even win the Big Ten. I'm a big believer in, in Ohio State, especially with C.J. Walker now and D.J. Carlton in the backcourt. And then plus Caleb Wesson. I think I said his last name White, right? Wesson. And anyone Wesson. named Wesson. Caleb is elite. All right. Jesus. Well, you're still very short. Uh, oh, whoa, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we don't need this. So I think they could be really good, even though Michigan State's kind of going to be hedged a little bit. Yeah. Everybody else, especially because – I mean, they have Michigan, the best player in the I, I think Michigan State will. I, I, they are my preseason national champion. I think Michigan State is an incredibly good team. I, I don't see. I, I don't think they make the Final Four this year. Oh well, okay. That's a topic what for discussion on a different. That is a different podcast. Bit. That's a different podcast this, discussion. I think just real, real quick. You guys both, based on your Big Ten predictions, I would assume have IU making the NCAA and, and making the NCAA terms. I'm correct? very uncomfortable with it, but as of this moment. I think yes. So Phil's a yes. Caleb, where are you making the NCAA tournament? I'm going to give him a yes purely because even though their record is the same as pretty close last year's, I had zero expectation that they lose. Well, they lose 12 out of 14 last year. Yeah. I mean, they also went 1-12 in a 13-game stretch. Yeah, so that that doesn't happen back-to-back years very often, especially for a good program like IU. So I give them the benefit of the doubt. I have him squarely on the bubble. Well, all I, of our records yeah. put them on the bubble. No, I, mean, I think I don't you, think oh, anthropology has them in right well, now. I don't think you at, at thirteen, 13 they're in. Thirteen, they're in, no doubt. I think you right at eleven in. or twelve. I think they're in at eleven or twelve. I think ten, yeah. you're pushing it. I think it also depends who, especially if they lose like Nebraska twice, because yeah. obviously Nebraska came right. here. It depends last who year. they lose to. Yeah, exactly. Especially if they can pick up two or three wins against like the trio of Michigan State, Maryland, and Ohio State. If they can pick up. Two or three wins against those teams, then wow, that could that, be that's a that's a pick. But well, okay. I think IU beats Ohio State here, but they lose on the road at Ohio State. So I think that's gonna wrap it up. It's all the time we have right now. Also, because we're out of time on the, on the memory card, so that's important. Um, but so that's gonna wrap up our first season preview. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot more talk. There's a lot more to talk about about this team. A lot more to break down on the schedule and and on the roster itself. We will be back throughout the season weekly, right? Weekly podcast coming from the IDS. Yes, oh yeah. Check the, keep following us on IDS, on Twitter, and the podcast. We will have content all season long. That will do it for Caleb, Phil, and myself. We will see you next time.